I find it really hard to let go when I'm um, trying to channel. Like I'm almost, I get my messages, but I know I'm also my own biggest barrier because once I can feel myself start to kind of drift away, I panic and and, and I I know I should trust it. I panic and I come back. It's like, I don't want to let go of myself. This might be good for you. when I want to go into a trance state I do this with my hands it's like pulling up the energy and I notice that because I'm keeping my hands moving and I'm focused on that it allows me to go into the space but it also gives my ego something really minimal to like it grounds me anchors me into it without me freaking out because that's kind of I'm pulling myself up but at the same time I'm not um submissive like to my my body and the energy it's like these are my hands I can still use my hands you know that's right because when I'm reading and I only noticed the other day you know if I'm reading cards for people um, yeah my hands like the cards are there and my hands are doing (laughs) because you're 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 literally like I do it as well you're you're opening up the energy my fingers will be sometimes I find they go into their own like shapes like if I'm doing light language it feels very like that (laughs) yeah um if I want to work with the heart I'll do a lot of this I'll just feel cool to use the thumbs and yeah I look around it's more kind of um open open palm and yeah and it's funny like and and I bet there's so many energy workers and people like that who are doing that and they don't even realize that that they're, they're, they're automatically but like I, like like you know like I've only been I've been doing this for freaking years and I only realized the other day I was like what are my hands doing doing their own thing over here the dancing um yeah yeah uh, but it's, it's the same with the opposite as well when you notice that you've got like closed fists or like you're going like this like when you're trying to keep everything in and, and that's what I do if I try and channel. To use the arms. That's why I say if you do this, it keeps it all very kind of succinct. But you're you're giving yourself uh, like a grounding focus, a point. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because I eat, like I do Reiki regular, and Reiki mm. is all about like I can feel the, the energy on my hands there now as I'm doing it. Yeah. Like you're pushing and you're pulling all this energy through your body, and you're using the hand movements as like an anchor to help you kind of navigate with reiki it's going to go where it's going to go no matter what reiki is an intuitive yeah. healing energy it's universal yeah. life force but you kind of push in it through your body but then when i associate it with healing i can do it no problem the minute i tell mm-hmm. myself right let's start channeling let's start <laughs> seeing if we can channel that is when something in me and like that you're saying with the hands locked up i actually do end up doing that yeah what what, what's just come to me is still do that because that's you just wanted to protect yourself and I don't know I don't think we should make those things bad but what if you just did that with your fingers so they're still open um the the tapping kind of makes you you know grounds you but again there's still that movement there's still the moving like the energy around the body it's just in a more subtler gentler way 
I love that. I actually love that. I am going to try that later because like it's that thing. And you can even and, like, go like this, like down your arms and, and then come back. and Yeah. Yeah, I love that because this is the thing. Like, I know in meditation, yeah, you don't have to be still to meditate. My biggest mm. form of meditation is when I have got a pen in my hand. Mm. and I'm moving that is my big yeah. but yeah when I go to sit to meditate and, and as you know I, I like for a long time uh, for a long time I was really resistant to getting up to meditate even though I'd had the, the messages off my guides fucking yeah. ages um, and I was ignoring them ignoring them is when I yeah. go to meditate there's still this kind of subconscious belief of oh you should sit still oh you should be still oh you shouldn't be doing this and you shouldn't be doing that and I know that I know that you can meditate whatever way you want to meditate but for some yeah. reason there's like this big heavy expectation when you sit down to meditate in that of you need to still your thoughts you need to you know be open like you can't still your fucking thoughts your thoughts are going like how many do you have a minute like fucking 60,000 yeah. or something like that and, you can't and they're, stop meant, they're meant to because that's the feedback loop for where yeah. you are in your energy I, I can't imagine not have, having like an internal dialogue I was thinking that yesterday, like, what would it be like if there was just nothing there? And I know some people like have that bl like blank space, that silence. And we just think, oh. I've, yeah, I, I never have silence. There's always, there is always chuntering on, you know, <laughs> some, about something, yeah. someone, all the time. Um, and obviously there's a lot of subconscious things that I, I don't catch and they'll come up when they need to come up. But yeah, um, I'm definitely going to try that because I do think I have this fear around channeling that mm. doesn't need to be there I think it's kind of um just old beliefs or maybe older experiences that weren't pleasant mm. when I was younger when it came yeah. to kind of losing my connection and I think that fear is still there because like mm. as you, as you know as a child I had a lot of negative spiritual experiences yeah. and a lot yeah. of that was out of body and I think mm. even though I know I'm in control, not in control, because I suppose this is the problem as well, is trying to keep that control, even yeah. though I am aware that I can safely bring myself back if I need to. I yeah. think there's just this, this fear that something's going to happen. I, I think that's a, a good thing, though, to wonder what could happen and to not be complacent about the fact that there are like the flip sides mm -hmm. to to channeling because you you have loads of people go into this and think oh I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a channel because it's it sounds really powerful sounds cool. and really, but if if you don't know what you're effectively channeling if you haven't made that intention it's freaking dangerous dangerous yeah and and that's something that we've talked about in the past as well because a lot of people are very dismissive mm. of the fact that not everything is all love and light mm -hmm. like they like you know I understand you can put your protections in place and you know put yourself on a certain frequency and that frequency can protect you from um, other things coming in but there's also that kind of belief that there is no such thing as lower entity or lower vibrational beings but this is the thing that has to be because that's polarity and duality you have to have your yeah. light and your dark um and I think that's what's kind of happened for a lot of people is they go into it thinking that it doesn't matter what I do I'm fine do you know that and, it, and it's not that way at all no it's not do you remember when I used to uh channel Violet and I admittedly loved it because 
even though it felt dark, it felt powerful. But although some people said that what happened didn't happen, I know that it did, you know, so one of the times I ended up having a seizure because the the energy in my body became so, um, I don't want to actually say low, but... Um, the frequency was different. Yeah, yeah. And my body had not like acclimatized to that frequency, to that energy. And so like my brain just short circuited. They've mm-hmm. done like MRIs and EEGs on channels, channelers and, and things like that. And they literally see like where parts of the brain just kind of like shut down, but other parts of the brain kind of light up and it's like they they're awakened and they they can correlate it between okay the person is now kind of disconnected from from themselves Bashar is a good channel and he actually uh, put forward a video where he allowed people to let him go into a channel whilst his brainwaves were being recorded and it's really 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 cool so it's like it's good that the science is coming behind it because I think that's what it needs to stay safe yeah you, you are effectively changing the neuropathways in your brain, the energy in your body, and you're syncing up to something. But because people are just assuming that what you're syncing up to is, is good, then it can't harm you. But sometimes it can be so good and you're not used to that. That your body can't manage it either. Yeah, yeah it, it, it can. It's, <laughs> I like how when Abraham Hicks says, well, you, you'll always have the full buffet in front of you. And you want to take your time to eat what you want to eat on the buffet. If you eat all of it, you're going to make yourself sick because it's just, you can't hold it. Yeah, I, I love that analogy. See, it's you're like coming up with some gems. I love, the, I love that analogy. Yeah, absolutely. Because too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You have to have the moderation. And like that, even that, like, you know, it, it taking it analogy of food because like, I, I love my food and I connect to my food analogies <laughs> really well um like for someone who hasn't eaten big meals before someone who has always had a small meal mm. you're not going to go to that buffet and be able to eat anyway a, your body has to physically and gradually adjust to the amount that you're eating so that it can absorb yeah, like it, and it, can hold it has it. to slowly stretch over time if it's stretched too quickly you can end up with some serious medical issues and it's the same with energy you have to acclimatize to the energy you have to kind of allow it to open up you know open up the pathway and, and, like that. and it's time. the same with connecting to spirit um if, if you've never connected to spirit before and you're starting to go down the path of me or channeling i imagine mm. the first few times you channel you are absolutely exhausted because your physical yeah. body it's never done it before it, it's like yeah. it's like training your body to do anything it's not going to be able to hold all of that um, straight away you've got to learn adjust learn adjust grow adjust and, and this is another thing I think I was channeling and meditation and all those kind of things when you're opening yourself up people expect themselves that they can just do it straight away mm-hmm. mm. that immediately you're going to open up and all this information is going to come through and, and it's going to be perfect and you're going to be able to decipher it properly and like it, it just doesn't, it doesn't work like that at well all. if this hopefully this helps people that that are listening but so you know that I I first met Sonny he was my first guide worked with him for well this year will be what my eight eight and a half something like that years since I started consciously doing that I wouldn't say I channeled then I would just be in a very deep kind of meditative receiving state but then I met Arik like two and a half years ago who was very much okay 
this is the being you're going to connect to to channel because this is how you're now going to go to that that next level and and I remember Sonny saying to me I needed to prepare you for this next guide coming in because this is the next kind of piece of the the bigger puzzle so to speak and when I reflected on it I was like oh my god you mean you've been preparing me for six like six years six years to then be able to trans channel like six years of preparation and people are wanting to do it overnight <laughs> overnight yeah um, and I wasn't conscious of that I'm glad I wasn't conscious of that because if I was knowing me being impatient as I am I would have rushed the process which meant I could have done some serious harm to myself I have a belief around shifting timelines mm. I I don't believe that you can skip a timeline if you haven't learned the lesson because you know make yeah. those in make those instant shifts and you'll be able to do it you can only make that instant shift if you've learned the lesson in whatever whatever area it is you need to learn so the amount of people that you know they're that, that making progress with channeling or they're making progress with another element of their practice their spiritual work and then they find themselves kind of shot back again to the beginning yeah. and, and it's because you can't skip your lessons you can't mm. skip the teaching and the learning. You can try to. And I think that's what a lot of this quantum shifting for what, is, what it has become mm. for people is, is a, a way to kind of bypass the learning. Yeah. Because they want the end result. And like that, you know, when you are given a time limit on something, like the time's going to pass anyway, no matter what you do, it's going to pass. But like, like you say, at the beginning of your journey, if your guys had said to you, six years from now, you're going to start channeling you're going to have a, another spirit team member with you that's going to help you on this particular part of your journey you didn't slowly go into that but why can't I have it now yeah because I'd be coming from a place and this is why I talk about intention so much the now doesn't matter it's only the material that matters yeah. and you forget that your matter as well like literal matter you're yeah. a material substance yeah. so so how how are you like honoring that you you can't bypass anything bypassing anything you know I could talk all day well we can talk about karma yeah oh yes yes you know our people say oh I hope they get their just desserts I hope they get their karma karma's a bitch blah 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 and now it kind of it, make, it makes me smarter myself a bit because the words that they are speaking by saying that that is also that person's karma because yeah. you're putting out energy you know regardless of well we all get hurt and we all want to see justice done right but when you move into the frequency of also projecting hurt you are packaging up your own karma and it's yeah. like you've not learned the lesson the, le the lesson ultimately is to detach and when you can detach that's when you've learned like compassion I, yeah. I think and, and, and I think that's why people get confused with that that um you know forgiveness forgive the mm. other person like it's not about forgiving the other person it's giving yourself that peace mm. to kind of go on with your go on with your life with your karma to take the lesson because this yeah. is the thing shitty people exist and shitty circumstances mm -hmm. are going to happen and, and, and they yeah. really do exist and so you know sometimes you're kind of hoping uh, <laughs> that karma will come but here's the yeah. thing, like, you know, the more you kind of direct at them, the more you're still connected to them as well. And it's, you know, it's kind of severing that core, taking that energetic lesson and then integrating it into your own physical. Yeah. If that makes sense, like the next level of healing through that for you to kind of go on. 
but yeah karma is um I don't always believe that people will get their karma in this lifetime no they won't and it's it's not meant to be that way either because we're we're so consumed I mean earlier you're talking about time but we're so consumed with trying to get everything right within in such a short time frame I mean each even if you live to 100 that's that's so tiny in the grand scheme of things well that's why I love past lives Yes, (laughs) because you see yourself along a spectrum of learning and growth instead of okay who I am now in this body that's all I am and that's all I'll ever be well no that it transcends so much you have been in multiple experiences multiple bodies for multiple reasons and you have all of these catalysts to help you know that it's it's actually quite a power move I think knowing your past lives is a power move because you no longer take things at face value yes it's kind of like every life is a little bit of a like almost like a jigsaw piece what's happening in on this part of the jigsaw even though you don't realize it at the time actually has something to do with what was on the previous board Mm. like you're bringing that forward to kind of reconnect the puzzle pieces together but yeah it's um past lives does fascinate me um it, it mm-hmm. really really does and it, it's interesting like you do hypnosis and mm. things like that don't you try to take your clients through um like a regressive journey yeah yeah like their own like trance state channeled state and that's why again you wouldn't take someone through something like that if they if they're not at a place for receiving it if their energy hasn't kind of acclimatized to being in those you know in meditative states first if they've got active trauma because it can be really triggering to see yourself out of the lens of persecution and self-judgment this is what i this is what i don't think gets talked about enough we are so used to seeing ourselves through this through the lens of limits and we find safety and normality in that that when you see yourself from a broader perspective it's like what yeah i am that i did do that i I, ha- I do have these connections I am it, it it throws up a load more questions that people just aren't ready for because they don't feel safe to be curious about them absolutely yeah and I think kind of like that's it mm-hmm. and, and and you've got you know you've got your road forward so when anything kind of comes in to kind of pull you out of that and to kind of show you the bigger picture it, it's almost frightening because we convince ourselves that we can't be anything more than what we are. So like, like past lives itself, you know, that we are not just this body. All of a sudden we have been multiple people. We've had multiple experiences and, and we've met multiple people and done multiple things that we never would ever imagine in this physical vessel that we, we could ever do something like that so like I remember like that before when we when we did a past life regression and it was years ago was it oh god what was it four <laughs> five years ago oh gosh um, was it really maybe 2018 2019-ish maybe oh, oh. I'd love to actually one time if you ever back over to do it again like um, oh gosh yeah oh yeah because it, it, it was brilliant it was so enlightening what I saw and this was only one of the past lives that we kind of touched on and mm-hmm. um, because we, we've touched on that there was quite a few this particular yeah. past life had so many um interconnecting themes that were occurring in this present life yeah and it answered 
a lot about the relationships that I have with certain people in my life because I remember yeah. saying to you I don't know why I feel this particular way about certain people yeah because it, it was so like visceral for you it was like I don't know why I feel such like an intensity and it's really hard to kind of try and distract yourself out of that intensity and I think it's it is that reason so that you actually begin to dig into the why <laughs> yeah and and that's it what was happening in this life like there was no rhyme or reason logically in my head why I was feeling mm. or behaving this particular way towards these particular people yeah like that nothing specific had occurred but then when we went into the past lives <laughs> and I, I they, these people kind of showed up in past lives. So they were probably like, like maybe a soul group or, yeah. you know, people who, who you're going to learn your lessons with lifetime to lifetime. What the event that happened in that past life was so when I was in the hypnosis, it was such a bizarre um, experience because I could feel everything I came out of that and because of what had happened in that past life I instantly knew I carried that feeling yeah forward into this one yeah it's the the thing with past lives isn't it's not necessarily like the scenarios that go down it's the feelings beliefs and judgments that we're attaching to that scenario that that is like the catalyst for the the learnings through each timeline. I love I love the ones where they're really surprised to find that they've had lifetimes on that haven't included Earth. Yes. <laughs> that, yeah, because that, we've still got that. Yeah, that this is the only planet <laughs> where there is life. <laughs> a big um, waste of space if that's the case. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Like life is so big you can't even possibly kind of try. There's, there's no point in trying to kind of make logical sense of it. Yeah. Like it, 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 some things are just not meant to be made sense of they're just meant to be experienced like light language <laughs> yes you've just reminded me of and um, when someone asked me what well, what is light language I do find it really difficult to explain because it's not it's not meant to be understood by kind of the conscious mind mm -hmm. it's it is a it's a soul to soul language it's a language that transcends. It's, a it's a frequency yeah it's gorgeous <laughs> I love it didn't you record um one yeah um so on the audio version of this podcast um I always put a snip of it on the intro and what's really funny is I it was the first and probably the only time today and this was back in 2020 that I've ever actually connected to or done light language and it was so interesting because I don't listen to myself sing like I'll sing all day long but I don't actually listen to myself <laughs> and what kind of happened what I just had this really powerful urge to go upstairs and turn on the laptop and turn on the microphone didn't know what I was gonna do and I was sat there and I was like right okay am I singing am I talking what am I doing <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was like a switch in my brain what came out was just sound but the emotion and the feeling that was coming out when I was doing that sound it, it wasn't words as such like maybe the odd words came in but it wasn't actual physical words that we'd recognize it was just 
this sound that needed to come out, but the emotion and the feeling that was coming out in that sound, I, yeah. I, I, could, I can still feel it today. And there was only about five or six different sounds. But then by the end of the day, I edited them in a way that every single noise on there, it sounded like a song, but it was just my it voice. Did. And it even sounded like there was loved. music. Yeah, it did. It sounded like music. And I was just like, I, I, still to this day, I, I haven't been able to kind of recreate that. But what I think is what's happened is I let myself connect. I let whatever needed to come yeah. through to come through. And now the human in me <laughs> yeah. is trying to control the outcome of this now it's like right yeah. do it again do it again but maybe I'm never meant to do it again but that, that that need to control it even though there were there wasn't any physical words as such I knew what that song meant and I knew what that language was telling me even though to the, to the physical ears you'd be like there's not actually any words there there is it's yeah. just in a completely different frequency 